Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Do you know if all of the kangaroos from Australia invaded Uruguay. Each Uruguay would have to fight 14 kangaroos on his own to beat him. Really? Yeah. Wow. Just 14 to 1 in balance. Go on, you can start. Bioradori, drinkers galore, people who are mad for cans and pints and everything beer. Uh, we're here for your weekly dose of the snowcast, a bit of shy talk, as you've just been privy to as uh, we started to record with that uh, fascinating fun fact by this week's guest, uh, snowcast, regular snowcast contributor, irregularly, uh, Ian Walsh, Ian, how are you getting on, kid? How, how are the kangaroos? Not too bad. Not too bad. Well, hopefully, I, on your, your wins. Uruguayan's point of view, I suppose, they hope there's no fucking um, kangaroos because they'd be slogged around the place. So, yeah, tipping away yourself. I'm not too bad. Not too bad, thanks. Uh, happy to be sitting here on a Friday night drinking uh, an absolute smashing can of beer. Um, I have another great can lined up and uh, looking forward to getting into that. Owen, you're with us, as always. How's the form? I'm good, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, did you know that um, kangaroos are um, strictly <laughs> herbivores, right? But that um, that they actually don't produce much methane at all compared to cows, like you know. So what you're saying is, for more kangaroos, them, less cows. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so basically, for for the environment, we need to get used to eating kangaroos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eat kangaroos. You, yeah, well, they do in Australia. They've had like if you watch MasterChef Australia, they've they've had kangaroo. That's just, that's just I'm a celebrity. <laughs> no, that's <the> kangaroos bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of call them, don't they? In, in in Australia, they're rampant, like aren't they? The kangaroos, like yeah, forty-seven million of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty accurate figure, I'd imagine, given given some of the facts that were thrown out just as we started. I was, I was to <laughs> but we're, we're here on a Friday night uh, 
uh, coming in your ears sometime over the weekend from from the weekend onwards. Uh, and I have to say, uh, we we we've we've got a kind of funny topic lined up for tonight. So so it's it's very much related to to what we're drinking and and how we got there and how we came about drinking it. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick off straight away before we end up spending the whole episode talking about marsupials from the southern hemisphere. Uh, I'm gonna go to you first, Ian. What are you drinking tonight? Um, I'm starting off with Golden Wonder, a watermelon wheat beer from Treaty City Brewery in Limerick. It's actually beautiful, 4.1% very easy to drink. Could easily see myself at home alone because that's all we can do these days, drinking for five, six days on a Friday night talking show. But even more importantly, you could see yourself towards the end of the summer if all things go right, uh, drinking four or five pints of them in Mother Max Bar in Limerick. Yeah, if I ever decide to go to Limerick, that is. <laughs> he'll promote Limerick beer, but he, he won't promote Limerick pubs. Uh, brave tactic from the from the staunch Corkman there. Um, Owen, what are you drinking tonight? Um, I am on uh, the White Hag... Um, the Dark Druid series. So this is their kind of series of pastry stouts, uh, which Ian is drinking, obviously. But I am on the chocolate coconut pastry stout. And yeah, it's like a pint of bounty. So it is, it's fucking, it's quality. <laughs> it's quality street. So you <laughs> mix up, mix up all the analogies. <laughs> how, how have you managed to cram four terrible analogies in the one? <laughs> I mean, the thing here is like you're trying to sell a beer and you're calling it a pint of bounty. There's going to be about 15% of the population that are going to have to have this beer and the rest of the population are going to have to not ever drink it. Um, but you're a bounty man yourself, so by the sounds of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love the bounties, um, but I love this. I love this stout more. Um, yeah, it's really, it's really nice. I don't know. Yeah, it is kind of like a, people don't like coconut really, isn't it? Like, it's, it's not really a bounty thing. I'm I'm getting caught up here on it's like a lot of people just don't like coconut but uh yeah so it's like a really strong smell of um coconut off, uh, initially and um, but yeah 5.5 percenter comes in one of those little stubby cans uh which i think are kind of perfect for those um kind of desserty stouts you know because uh, yeah. you don't end up drinking a pile of it but then like i have a second can of it so i'm just gonna fuck <laughs> <walk> that over <laughs> immediately but, but you 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 love those stubby cans you love them little 300 millers the 330 millers uh yeah no i do i do um yeah they're nice keep it kind of uh keep the beer fresh like you know i always yeah. love that you know when you're going like to like when you're in spain or somewhere and they just give you little glasses of beer you know, and you just end up like piling, like you just keep getting like loads and loads of them, like just, just so good. They're so cheap like that. You just end up like, I don't know, like a euro for a glass of beer or something and you just get loads. But the, the beer is so fresh because they're just like pouring it, you know. And as well, I think as well in Spain as well, because it's so hot that like beer go hot if you had a big pints the whole time. Like you just have a warm pint halfway through, whereas like if you just get a little glass each time. Yeah, Ooh, when, baby. It's euro, when it's a euro a glass, you're still saving money on the temple bar prices. So, oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, mo- the moment you said that about the glass and the hot climate, though, I was I went straight to the freshness of it, like the cold pour, mm. uh, which is obviously the big the big advantage for um for a glass of beer over there. Uh, not so much here because it's cold anyway. So you you know, points all the way. Oh, stop! Uh, sure, I had this this can out in the car 
like this morning and it was perfection. Like <laughs> you say you had the candy in the car this morning. You mean I would like to clarify <laughs> if Nanaldi are listening, I was not drinking and driving. <laughs> what I think what you meant to say resting is, in my car. Yeah, I think you left the candy in the car overnight, wasn't it? Yes, that is the correct yeah. statement. Yeah. Perfect. And um, actually, Ian, I'm going to come back to you because uh, as Owen was describing um, his 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 dessert pastry stout uh, series from the White Hag, his his coconut one, you, after absolutely gulping your your point of um, your point of of, of golden uh, a wheat beer, golden wonder, it's golden a it's a play on words yeah. with golden wonder, the potatoes, I think, oh. and, and, and the Limerick slur of goal. Uh, you 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 poured your own uh, pastry stout there from the White Hag from the same series. Yeah, the same series, the chocolate orange pastry stout. There's some absolute smell of orange off it. I'll do a live reaction to the way first day. Jeez, like a pint of bounty. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like um, that's quality oh, street, mate. Very nice. <laughs> It's very nice. It's like oh, I wouldn't say it's like Terry chocolate orange. Well, it's like you know when you get it. Have you ever orange orange, or, orange hot chocolate? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like that, but obviously not hot. Yeah, I actually had two cans okay. of those on Christmas Eve, um, and I the way I described it to to my father-in-law was it is like John the Lint chocolate, orange chocolate. Bars. Yeah. Smoother than, than smoother than the Terry chocolate. Yeah, yeah, kind of creamier. Um, so a, a nice can, a nice can. Myself, I'm on um, I'm on a limited edition beer, um, third barrel, the break from the haze, uh, New Zealand Bruce topped West Coast IPA. Now, this is a big beer, eight point five percent. Um, it's it's, oh, let me tell you, the punch from it is is mighty. Um. It's it's a lovely smelling beer. It's like real piney, freshy, that that really fresh. Um, I suppose it's it's almost like a sprucey kind of smell to it, you know. Um, and when you taste it, then it's got that kind of uh, grapefruity, almost like grapey um, taste up front. And then there's there's a lovely like kind of malty bitter, small little bitter um, finish. Uh, but trust me, it's really it's it's not hazy obviously, because it's like, the name of it is Break from the Haze. It's like, um, do you remember that Cryo, um, the, the, the Cryo um, IPA that uh, Blacksican Sale brought out there uh, that, that I, I was drinking pints of it um, in Sissy Young's there a couple of years ago when we were down in Cork. Oh, yeah. It is very, very similar kind of te- texture and taste to that uh, to that particular point. It reminded me of that, uh, but just like do- double, double the ABV and double the punch. <laughs> Uh, so a, an absolute great beer like I'm and I've got I've got uh, Wicklow Wolves Mammoth IPA to move on to after this which 6.2% so um, the second half of this podcast could go fucking anywhere else. What, what percent is that? that so this is this this one the break from the haze is 8.5% um, and it's a 500 mil can as well like so it's uh, it's it's an absolute belter of a beer um, like one can equals 3.3 standard drinks in Ireland so that's what you like want. a pint of wine. Oh, like a like a, a an upgrade on a pint of wine. Point, yeah. Um, <laughs> but a, but a, an absolute fantastic beer. I'm really enjoying it. But I am nursing it a bit because I'm I'm quite afraid that if I skull it, I will not see beyond whenever 
ACAFs but in a random ad break at some point because we haven't bothered to flag it for them. Um, so apologies if an ad break comes in at any random moment. It's because uh, I, I've drank my, my break from the haze too quickly. Um, but lads, we, we were actually on. We, we were in, we arrived in on Tuesday. Usually we take a trip on Thursday, but I think on Tuesday we just decided we wanted to go um, and, and have a nosy into the plinth and worldwide wines, which which has become a staple of the, the podcast since the pubs have been closed. Um, we kind of went for a wander in as, as, as listeners who've listened to us throughout this pandemic will realize, will know well, the old five for 16 deal is a, is something that we, we were, we were great fans of and big supporters of. And then um, it was a great little, little mixer deal where you could pick five cans from five different breweries. You could pick two and three of the same thing uh, to try and try and um, sort yourself out for two different nights. You know, m- loads of options, really good value. Um, and, and not something that you could take the piss with because like you're not going to spend 16 euros a day on five cans. Um, so we went in to realize um, and, and be a bit surprised at the fact that the five for 16 was gone. Now, of course, this is because um, the, 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 in Ireland, what came in recently, the Public Health uh, Bracket Alcohol Act of 2018, um, part of the phase rollout of that now is... Uh, that you can no longer have uh, loyalty points um, earned or redeemed on alcohol. Um, and also multi, multi-buy drinks have been shelved, to use the Irish Times phrase. Uh, so you can't, you, you can't have um, discounts on multi-buy, multi-pack uh, purchases of alcohol. Uh, but discounts on individual bottles are allowed. So... Um, what was your take on being, um, I suppose, confronted with uh, an offerless plinth? I was shocked and appalled <laughs> at the situation. <laughs> uh, I know, like it, it just kind of, it really annoyed me. Like, really, just going into the place, like, like, like this is one thing that we go into, we go in like every week, and we buy like our five cans. Sometimes we don't buy the five cans because. We have enough cans at home, like so we might just go in and get one or two cans. We're just going to have a look, see if there's anything around, like. But like, yeah, sometimes we we do go in and we get the five cans for sixteen euro, and it is that thing of going in, having a look, mixing and matching breweries, um, and like just just like really enjoying like like different tastes and stuff, and like I just thought that like this is so fucking petty for a like like for. Uh, um, like an off license not to be able to offer like these deals on like just being able to mix and match cans like it's it's just so silly like the whole thing about this um uh this act is to reduce the normal like one of the, the statements in it is to reduce the normality of like adding um a bottle of wine or like topping up your weekly shop with alcohol you know to try and like prevent the normalization of the addition of alcohol to your weekly shop like you know so okay i do get it i actually i do get where they're trying to come from they're trying to reduce alcohol or reduce the consumption of alcohol in ireland right and i do get it in in like using that that terminology i do get it i do get the the whole thing of them saying say you're um if you get uh 
you know, spend uh, 50 euro in Tesco and get 10 euro off, then, you know, and if, if you have, you know, 49 or 45 euro uh, shop worth of shop in your, in, in your basket already, and you go, oh, sure, I'll just throw in a bottle of wine here now, and that'll bring me up past the 50, right? So I do get where they're trying to come from, from that. And yes, do ban that. But like this thing of like just banning these, uh, like these, um, you know, five, like the five cans for 16 euro is scandalous. Like they're tr- what they're trying to do is they're trying to avoid these multi-buy deals that the um, supermarkets are doing, say like buy like, like we know all the big supermarkets do the six bottles for 50 euro. Like they're all, they're always at it, uh, six bottles of wine for 50 euro. They're always at it um, at all times, like, you know, and, and normally now, like I know, from experience between like people I know when they are buying that six pack, it's normally around Christmas time that they're getting it and they're stocking up. They're not going home to drink the fucking six bottles of wine at the, at, at once, you know? So like, I don't know. It's, it, it's, it just, it just come in kind of like very mm-hmm. oddly for me, like, um, and yeah, that the, the thing with the, the plant and stuff, like I haven't explored it any further, but like a lot of the, a lot of the places, uh, a lot of the off license I've been like they might do brewery specific ones so they might go buy three Wicklow Wolves for um, like nine euro or buy you know you know four like it used well it used to be like say four brew dog for a tenner the stubby hands or whatever or four crafty hopster for a tenner like you know and now like it's just gone and, and then there's the other side of it as well where there's the the fact that you're still allowed by multi-packs of things so say if something comes in a pack so the classic one when when we were in college darren was the six cans of dutch gold for four euro where they were in fucking a, a six kind of six pack like together like that still seems to be allowable under under this legislation like you know i think obviously the minimum pricing stuff that comes in is is going to be but like if you buy like a pack of stuff like if something is within a box then they are allowed to discount on it like you know so all it's doing is it's 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 going against you being able to kind of pick and choose between different breweries like you know so i don't know either go all in or (laughs) or not like yeah i suppose i have a couple of thoughts on that before i get into it uh ian i suppose a couple of aspects to this that have been brought in recently. Uh, this and this is after in November they brought in those um those like prison gates to the to the office section of Super. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> fucking strange. Yeah, what what what? Do you, first of all, I suppose the loyalty points. If you anything to add on that, I I, I personally don't. It doesn't affect me, so I'm not too. I I I'm like okay, fair enough with that. But um, yeah, like the loyalty points you fucking get over, like you said, from. So who really gives a shit about their loyalty points anyway? Like if at the end of the day, like the amount of money you spend in the supermarket is probably it wouldn't be necessarily on drink anyway. So you wouldn't be looking for the loyalty points anyway. But like, is there not going to be loopholes around this for like it's mo- It seems to be mostly kind of wine and stuff. Like say no, those like buy six bottles for fifty euro. Normally the bottle of wine might be a tenner bottle. Will they not just like reduce the price to spin? A fifty or something, so you're gonna have your six bottles for a tenner as well. And like, because if they reduce the price in individual bottles, it's allowed, but they're not allowed to do it if, if it's on a multi basis. Yeah. So, so, so 
so the thing with that there is um what 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 when we were in Worldwide Wines on Tuesday and we spoke to one of the um sales assistants in Worldwide Wines about it and just just to try and gauge her kind of take on it. Um she was saying that basically they can do that, but it has to be all the same bottle of wine in the six bottle pack. So you can't say reduce the individual price of six different bottles of wine and then sell that as a six bottles to someone um in in in, in a box, you know. So so I'm not sure what way that'll work. Um I'm not sure about the ins and outs of it. And I the way from talking to the off licenses, I'm not sure they they know themselves what's going to be allowed and what's not going to be allowed. But do you know like um we said no uh twenty at twenty cans of Guinness. You're still allowed to sell that for whatever price you want. Yeah. So basically like you know when you go into Tesco and you see uh, like you say a crate of Guinness or yeah, 20 bottles of Miller so that's just the, mul- that the multi buy of individual bottles and it's not allowed to be discounted yeah, yeah. Um, which, which which to me brings up quite a serious issue if if the purpose of this is to um, target problem drinking and to reduce the incidence of problem drinking um, for me it doesn't address this at all because the person who is suffering from alcohol dependency is not going in and picking out five different beers from Wicklow Wolf, Yellow Belly and Dead Center, for example, and saying, oh, I spent 16 euro on those. That person is looking for, as you said, Owen, the, 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 little, the little six pack of cores or the six pack of Miller or whatever it might be, or devil's bait even like that, that's like a tenor, you know what I mean? Or, or eight euro. And that's like, that's not dealt with in this piece of legislation. That's not going to change anything. So for me, I'm a bit kind of like, what you've done there is you've made it, you've not made it any more difficult on Diageo or Molson Coors to sell this stuff at discounted prices still and target vulnerable people who have dependency. But what you have done is you've made it incredibly difficult now for small independent brewers to sell their beers at competitive prices um, and grow a bigger share of the market. And also too, if they do want to do that. So we saw that Yellowbelly had up on their social media during the week, you know, um, they were doing, I think it was four packs of Into the Breach um sold as an individual pack but even at that i think it was four four cans for 33 euro uh no six cans for 33 euro it was wasn't it but then like those cans are 550 for an individual can anyway in worldwide wines so it's almost like if you're going to force them into the multi-pack together uh first of all you're you're just all you're doing is restricting uh consumers from having more choice um, but also as well, you're actually going to incur a greater cost on small independent brewers whose margins are an awful lot finer than um, than the Agio and Mulson Coors and, and those kind of people because they're going to have to invest in more packaging costs, more distribution costs because they're going to have to put them all into these packs together, which is going to cost money and it's going to, um, I suppose, cause more logistical problems for them too. So all you've done basically is is made it slightly more inconvenient on the big guys and just added cost and inconvenience, uh, as significant inconvenience to the smaller guys. 
yeah, 100%. Like, I just, uh, like, again, yeah, just to echo that point, that, like, like all you're doing is you're preventing the breweries because that, that's the thing that like we do that's this is our habit is that we go in and we mix and match like you know and like you're not going in and you're not going oh, i want four cans of like like your mammoth ipa or whatever like because it's going to kill you do you know what i mean so <laughs> so what you're actually doing is you're going along and you're having your third barrel you're having your wicker wolf mammoth you're having the white hag you know you're mixing and matching and like it's going to make it not that it's going to make it harder because we'll obviously still will do it like but it's just it, i don't know it just like gets rid of like i don't know the fairness uh, amongst the breweries to like actually be competitive and like offer their own like because that, that's the thing it's basically you're trying to compete you're trying to compete with someone who's buying a six pack of heineken or whatever that you you can come along and go okay we can offer you like a six pack or or the five let's say that we're in world wines for a a price that is going to be you know above the six pack but it's going to be you know a standard price like 15 euro and you can go mix and match and now is it will not be much nicer for you to have these five lovely cans from different breweries around the country rather than you getting a six pack of heineken like you know yeah and like that's that's all you're disincentivizing like we're, we're in a privileged position as well because to be fair like we we have good steady jobs with good pay so like for us if we want a couple of cans like we, we're in a privileged position that we can afford to go in and say you know what like this limited edition third barrel is 550 for a can but but you know i can i can afford to buy it so th- there is privilege associated with that for 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 independent brewers to reach out to people and and i i want to address this point with ian because uh, I, you know, just to, to say congratulations to Ian, you recently like uh, got your chartered accountancy exams passed. So like you you got a pay, you got a bump in pay as well. So you've gone to be in uh, the, the 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 student accountant on on low pay to yeah. to get to getting up onto the big bucks now. And um, so like the thing there is, if you want to incentivize, um, and and it's and it comes back to this problematic relationship with alcohol that Ireland has. I don't see how it addresses this at all. I mean, Alcohol Action Ireland said in their statement that the regulations will act as a small impediment. Um, like, if you really want to tackle um, alcohol dependency and, and problem drinking, you don't want small impediments on uh, small-scale small brewing. You know, what you want there is education and investment in education and investment into into responsible drinking and responsible drinking habits but i suppose in order for someone to be more into drinking uh one or two cans of mammoth ipa instead of drinking 20 bottles of miller um so i suppose ian like the mindset that you want to instill into a young person is you know who who like you like you were up until recently not on um not in a position where you could afford to splash out in like six seven euro cans of beer or like you know a, a massive luxury like the difference yeah. between being in that position versus like you know i either buy the 20 box of miller or i don't buy any beer at all you know what i mean what you what you make of that assessment like if the whole point of the legislation is to get alcohol consumption down then they're targeting like the wrong areas because like the people who depend on alcohol they're not going to fucking be impacted by lowering like not being having the multi-buy because they're still going to be able to get their six cans 
for the same price as they always would. It's like, like when I was in college, like, do you think I've been looked at the, what do you think I would have looked at the plinth? Going past? <laughs> no, straight down the back, they've been cheapest kinds you can buy in Europe. Off. That's like the same thing is going to happen. So I don't understand how it's going to, they, they say it's to lower it from 11 litres to 9 litres per capita alcohol consumption. I don't know if that's over the year or, or what, but, um, or is it per week? But, like, or day, I, I just don't, I just, <laughs> <laughs> I just don't understand how it's going to do that because, like, you're going to take away people wanting to, um, like, go to the plant and buy like their five cans for 16. They're like, it, they're not going to buy five cans in 30 euro or, you know. They're going to go out in the back and they're going to get their cans of fosters, their cans of Dutch gold for six cans for 10 or six cans for eight or nine euro. So, like, I just don't understand how it's going to take people's alcohol consumption down at all. If anything, it might increase it because instead of going to the off license and buying three of your craft, you might buy six cans of yeah. Ice. But, like, it, it's an all, like, you know. You've been, we've all been in an off-license and we've all seen the alcoholic in there who's, it's, you know, coming out fucking bottle of vodka, like just, like the cheapest bottle of vodka that they can get off the back of the shelf, like, and just heading out, like, you know, straight out the door, yeah. you know, um, like, no, like, it's, it's, it's trying to tackle that and, like, like let's, let's not knock the whole act because there is some good in it, right? So, like, last November... Um, they oh no sorry in, in November 2019 sorry I forgot that 2020 existed uh, uh, alcohol yeah, advertising <laughs> yeah um, alcohol advertising was banned at bus stops within 200 meters of all schools and during certain films at cinemas so like it like that is like there are good measures there of like actually trying to like reduce the like tendency for like younger kids and stuff to to go at it hard like you know but 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 like i this this just this this bit of legislation just doesn't make any sense to me at all like you know um yeah and also like the what do you make of these barrier yokes like i don't get them at all like so um, uh i actually didn't realize it was part of legislation i just thought that fucking people are after losing their minds to be honest yeah I, so there's a place up in um, Nace. Um, it's like it's called Swans. So it's um, a little kind of like it's kind of like nearly like a um, a mini arcane store. So it's this kind of like a fancy, uh, like it has a fancy deli in it. Like they do like uh, like um, they do fresh orange juice and stuff there. They have the little little coffee stalls and they have all the kind of like local artisani foods and stuff like that. And then they also have um, like a shelving unit of um, wines and stuff there, right? And I actually think there's some, I think you can actually uh, get a carafe of wine and you can like pour, you know, bring a bottle and pour a carafe of wine or whatever from a barrel and go back or whatever, right? But now they have, like, in front of these shelves, and the shop is, like, small. It's like a one-way system around the place, and it is small. But in front of that shelving unit now, they have, like, these, like, little, like, barriers, like, hip-high hip barriers that are going around it. 
and like they have to have like i've seen them like a handwritten sign on the side of the thing being like you can enter this, these barriers at any time because it looks like someone has just cordoned off the place like that they're oh, yeah. doing maintenance work or something on it like it looks shocking but like there's not much you can do with with that like you know but because it's in legislation now like they've and, and they've taken out like walking floor space out of the shop as well like so yeah i think like i think these barriers are are again more harmful than good all they're doing is stigmatizing um people people from uh, who, who are trying to purchase alcohol i also think as well like the problem with these these barriers and stuff like that is is it's it's not a constructive way to approach problematic drinking or a problematic relationship that our society has with alcohol. It, it, it does nothing to do that. Like I said, it just stigmatizes. Um, and and I think it ties into this like um, almost this like you know the the classic Irish Catholic guilt like you know trying to shame people for buying a few cans or for buying an old bottle of whiskey like you know how dare I buy me my you know, how dare I, I go, when I'm going to visit my grandparents now after the lockdown for the first time, how dare I bring my granddad now a bottle of whiskey? Like, you know, I have to go through these prison gates of hell first. Like, you know, yeah. it's, it's complete ridiculous. Like, the thing there is, right, if you want to reduce problematic drinking, are you going to do it by having a fucking barrier that anyone, a child can push open? Yeah. No, yeah. you're not going to do it. it. Like that's not somebody who is in alcohol dependency is not going to see that barrier and think that's I I'm not no. what they're going to do is they're going to feel a sense an even greater sense of shame for drinking and it's going to put them deeper into a spiral and actually make their mental health worse, make their dependency worse because of this like fucking mental stig um stigma that's going to go through their mind. I think as well, it brings me on to like the, the minimum unit pricing. Minimum unit pricing hasn't come in yet, but it is part of the legislation. I saw an interview with Simon Harris from around then on. I think it was around the same time, November 2019, when they were announcing the timeline for the implementation of the act. And Simon Harris was Minister for Health at the time. And obviously it's a public health act, so it, it, come, it comes under the, the, the Department of Health's remit. So also, Simon Harris not still health minister, no? No, no, no. But oh, also, he kind of acts like it though. Sometimes he does, yeah, yeah. He doesn't humpty dumpty, no. He doesn't bother with higher education that much. Uh, no. <laughs> he still does. He still does press conferences about vaccines, even though it's nothing to do with him. Um, but <laughs> I was going to say maybe us as employees in the Department of Health, we might be persuaded a, a bit. I doubt it. But. Uh, what I was going to say is like he did an interview where he said minimum unit pricing will be coming in around the same time it will be coming in in, in Northern Ireland and it is on the time scale there as well. I have a couple of things to say about minimum unit pricing. The first one is I reckon the Irish government here would have it in already only for the fact that they're terrified that if they bring it in before Northern Ireland the entirety of the country will be going to Newry for cans every weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I like that's I think that's nailed on. The other thing I'd say is like minimum unit pricing does not uh, is not going to help dependency uh, help people who are in dependency. All it's going to do is make them have to uh, cut more stuff out of their life because they are going to spend the money on the alcohol. All it's going drive to drive up crime too. But that's what I'm saying. Is they're going to resort to crime, or else they're going to resort to self-deprecation uh, in terms of self-deprivation in terms of like they're going to buy alcohol instead of food or they're going to buy alcohol instead of paying for shelter and it's going to 
create even more societal problems. It's not a progressive um, uh, solution. And, and I think it's a bit it's a bit mad for like this, like I said, these stigmatizing gates to alcohol um, purchasing and supermarkets to come in along with stuff like minimum unit pricing. Because um, again, it doesn't deal with the issue. Like we do, we have under-resourced addiction services here in Ireland. We only spend, we spend 6% of our health budget on mental health uh, when the EU average is above 10%. So for me, I don't see how you can tackle you can say that this act is going to uh, be successful in tackling Ireland, uh, Irish society's relationship with alcohol and making it any better and improve it. Uh, it. It might be well-intentioned, and as you say, Owen, there might be good things in it. But for as far as I'm concerned, I think actually, no matter how well-intentioned it is, it is going to, over a prolonged period of time, going to have a negative impact on our relationship with alcohol. And it's actually going to make uh, pe people who unfortunately fall into dependency for a variety of reasons um, it's going to make their situation worse as opposed to helping them. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna have put a hot take out there now, right? I'm gonna say that when they introduce this minimum unit pricing, they're gonna match the price of a pint of Guinness to the whatever the unit of a pint of Guinness is to whatever the minimum pricing of a of a unit is going to be. It's going to be 10, 10 cents per gram of alcohol. 10 cent per gram of alcohol. I don't know, I've read so, what that means. I think it's 10 cent per 10 mils, maybe. Of what percent? What's that like? I'd say it's like a 330 mil can will be 330. Oh, right, okay. That's how I take it, but I don't know, that could be honest. Know, could be honest. But does that, does, that would only correlate if it's a one percenter. So does that? Um, just in the act, it says the minimum price per gram of alcohol for the purpose of this act shall be 10 cents. Um, and then there's an equation A by B equals C. So A is the minimum price per gram of alcohol. B is the quantity in grams of alcohol contained in the alcohol product. And C is the minimum price of the alcohol expressed in euro and cent. Please, no, uh, any mathematicians, please write in your answers yeah, to the snowcast at gmail.com. We're not going to do the sums at time of recording. No, <laughs> we'll address this. We'll address this issue again when when minimum unit pricing actually does come in. But yeah, I get. I like. I don't see how that's going to solve any problems. I think it's just going to create more acute uh, problems. And uh, Jesus, our hospitals. The last thing our hospitals need is is uh, people who are in alcohol dependency going run into acute crises. Uh, but I think like we we've we've spoken a good bit there on, I suppose ne negative things that are coming into coming into our drinking lives i want to bring back to the gates i want to bring back to the gates of hell right um so have you ever noticed as well that like the gates into it right they swing like the they, they swing like there's been a bowl set out like at a party you know they're they're fucking <laughs> they're fucking back and forth right but anyway right then you know right uh, you do you also know right that like Oftentimes there is like a shelf just inside those um the inside the gates, like right. And like people be like running through them like they have an emergency in ER or something, you know, <laughs> like the trolleys to be smashing them like I'd say like not to put thoughts in anyone's head, but I'd say we could get an awful claim on our hands, you know, bending down to get the oh, yeah. bottom shelf 
bottom shelf bottle of whiskey there like and then have um have your mother or someone come through and beat you. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to like this being played back in the small claims court as evidence against the horn. Counter-food. You know what you mean premeditated? What do you mean? This some, was never premeditated. Some distant relative of Owen in like Cambodia is going to have like something happen to them and then this evidence is going to get them bailed for fraud. Put your fourth cousin three times removed said this on a podcast a couple of weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> yeah, look, some, some of them are actually really, really bad. Uh, I think the way um, our King's stores have done it is really, really good. They've got this like um, kind of, of perspex glass that's see-through kind of the top half of the bottle, and it's like automatic opening doors. Um, that's less prisony and more futuristic spatially. Yeah. yeah, no, that's nice. All right. Lads, I have a stout update as well. I've gone on to um, the White Hag, the Dark Druid, Salted Caramel oh. Pastry Stout. And yeah, I didn't have that in my off license. It is good. It is. Um, it's nice and it's nice and sweet. I think they're all, are they all the same percentage? They're all 5.5%, I think. Uh, yeah, they are just 55 anyway. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, it's nice. Very sweet. So but it's nice. They, they're like they're 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 exactly what you want. Like, do you know, it, it they're all, all the ones I've tasted so far, and actually I had that chocolate orange one as well. But um, they're all like, oh, I, I like this is what I wanted to taste like, and it just exactly tastes like what you want to taste yeah. like. Yeah, I, I I'm glad you said that on and brought it up because I thought like a nice segue from our topic, our, our first topic there in the in the public health alcohol 2018 act, and. Um, Onto, onto what we're going to talk about after the break is um is really good. I I I was I'd re I'm really intrigued to get into the concept of pastry stouts because, you know, we've thinking back to like the the stout and porter weekend that they had in Grady's Yard a couple of years ago when it was a lot of coffee chocolate and coffee stouts, uh, vanilla stouts, nitro stouts, and pastry stouts. There wasn't really many of them around. Um, it seems to be a fairly new phenomenon to the last year or so of pastry stouts. Um. I suppose, uh, what what you're obviously a big fan of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm actually getting into kind of like dessert stouts and stuff. I don't know. I just think they're kind of um, brand like kind of like not that they're brand new on the scene, like, but there definitely has been an explosion of them in the last while, like, and um, yeah, I don't know. They're just they're so 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 goddamn tasty. <laughs> Uh, Ian, Ian, as an avid Guinness drinker, um, yes. What, what's your what's your take on the the diverging stout scene in Ireland at the moment? Well, I won't say much ex- as much experience as you do, but like the chocolate orange pastry stout there now was beautiful, but like you couldn't sit down for a day and drink it because you'd be fucking you'd be have a belly like fucking I don't know. Danny DeVito after fucking three or four of them. <laughs> so, like, they're lovely, I'd say. They're more of, um, you know, a dessert. They're like, you have them after your dinner and they're just like, want something to put you to bed kind of thing. Or if you're at home, no, if it's Friday night, sitting down watching an old rom-com, I'd say, a few dessert stouts there now, 
pastry sauce. It's beautiful. They take your mind off the night. watching the Robin come. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you talk about Ryan Gosling like that. Yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed the concept of that kind of dessert stout, that kind of, you know, one drink, just the one settler after the dinner, that kind of like, um, you know, I'm drinking this for the taste and the experience, and it's just going to be the one can or the two cans. Like, I, I'm big into that, and I think I think you're right on in, in terms of the stubby can, like that that little 330 miller is is the perfect size for that kind of um kind of stout but um hopefully if we if we actually bother to to edit this properly you'll hear an ad next hopefully it's not for the british army if it is fast forward 30 seconds um and and when we come back i'm going to i'm going to talk about wickler wolf's mammoth ipa flexibility is great that's why there's yoga flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too that's why there's united healthcare insurance plans Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Have you had the chipper burger there now? And we're back after a quick break there just to empty the bladders and fill the glasses. And I have filled my glass with Wicklow Wolf's Mammoth IPA. Uh, it's their 6.2% IPA. I'm surprised we, I, this has never featured on a podcast before, which I'm surprised because it's been out since 2019 and is a smashing, smashing beer. Um, I love what I love about Wicklow Wolf's new cans that they have since last year, I think. Uh, is this like Wicklow Wolf independent by nature? It all remind it always reminds me of Alan in the Hangover, uh, that lone wolf speech he gave up on the roof and about the wolf pack. Uh, speaking of wolf packs, you can now get your wolf pack of Mammoth IPA, which is uh, allowable to have discounts, uh, not like the rest of the beer. Um, but it's 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 a lovely like kind of floral citrusy IPA, like compared to that um, the the break. Uh, break from the haze that I had from third barrel, which is very much a like 
um, a big hitter, like, you know, you're drinking 8.5% and you're nursing it, but it's a fucking lovely explosion of flavor. This Mammoth IPA is like big on flavor, but super drinkable. So you're very much like, oh, I've just sculled a can of this and I forgot it's 6.2%. And now I'm in my neighbor's garden and my jocks and it's snowing outside. Actually, DJ, right, I know we're going to move on, right? I know we are going to move on, but... Do we have to? But I just wanted to ask a quick question, right? Uh, and I know you said it about um, Yellow Belly doing the Into the Breach, um, their six-pack, right? But do you see breweries now doing more, like, mixed packs and, like, the fact that then they have a pack, they can charge whatever they want for it? But I think from the discussion we had the other day in um, Worldwide Wines, they can only apply the discount if the contents of the pack are all the same. So like a six pack of Mammoth IPA could be discounted, but a six pack of Wicklow Wolves like Mammoth IPA and Elevation Pale Ale and Arcadia Lager, I think like if you two of each of those, from what I was on my understanding from our discussion in Worldwide Wines, that wouldn't be discountable. Yeah, no, so sorry. That, that discount can come from the off-licenses side, but what I'm asking is, do you think brewery. that the brewery will see that niche in the market that off-licenses will no longer be able to offer these multi-pack discounts? So therefore, they're going to have to bring out packs and they're going to go, like, they can't mix and match breweries. Well, I suppose they could, like, you know, as in, say, the likes of what Beer Cloud and stuff are doing, like, they're kind of doing that at the moment, those huge kind of mix packs, but... Say like what what um, Metal Man did at Christmas time there, where they had that eight pack of mixed beers out. Do you think like they won't? Do, they'll do that now as the norm. Oh, so you mean like just charge? Say like what Brewdog does, you know, where yeah. the Brewdog has yeah has like just, a pack. Just, just do the mix pack for charge full price. Is that what you're saying? Man? Well, not even charge full price, but maybe charge like a discounted price, like. Oh, so so the brewer will discount the yeah. offerings and so the yeah yeah, but they're but they're obviously selling like more beer you know like they're they're it makes sense to a certain degree but the other side of it too is like i don't know what the margins are like for these independent breweries like you know as in um it always strikes me what barry from clear brewing company said to um to the irish uh beer snob podcast was like you know by trying to do too much and stretching themselves too thin they could um they did did struggle to make ends meet like they're trying to did be trying to run before they walk and it's something as well that metal man actually said when they opened up the metal man bar on the keys of watford that between trying to run the brewery and run the bar they were over complicating it i think some breweries seem to have the resources like the people in place and the employees in place like yeah like yellow belly do where they do have like a strong marketing and sales team like they have danny there and doing an awful lot of good stuff so i think like it's possible that it will happen um, I think enough. I think some breweries will try it and see if it's successful, and then if it is, I think the rest will follow. But I think other ones will just back their quality and sell local and try and uh, sell local and sell through somewhere like Beer Cloud as well. But just like back their that their quality will get them enough sales to to keep the business viable. I'd say. Good answer. Thanks. I just wanted to get your get your thoughts on that. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, actually, I've, I've, you, so you all told us all what you've moved on to. Ian, have you moved on to anything else or are you still nursing that pastry stout? Um, at the moment, I'm drinking Galway Bay Brewery 
full sale IPS 5.8% and it's actually fucking lovely. That's I had that actually before we came on. I was in uh, stubby, stubby can. Lovely. I was, I was on bottles of that all Christmas Day because um, my brother-in-law, Rory, was uh, who runs uh, Powers Tash Pub in Uctor Lord. I've mentioned in the podcast a few times. Shout out to Rory, uh, who actually does. He supports an awful lot of independent brewers. Um, but he he basically had um, a load of Carway Bay uh, bottles, the, 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 you know, the, the, the large bottles that you get in the pubs. He had a load of them that were going out of date at the end of January and not knowing whether he could open or not uh, at Christmas time there. He just had a couple of crates of them at the house and I just spent Christmas Day uh, trying to do my best to get value for his money. And uh, I made a good... Oh man, I was... Uh, let's, I'll put it this way, we had a game, we, we were playing charades that night and uh, I wasn't great. <laughs> <laughs> I know I wasn't great and the poor kids were involved as well, like so they got to see some... Uh, some questionable impressions um but yeah i think we were talking like um we, we were trying to figure out the best way to approach the next topic because we kind of know what we want to talk about but what's the best way to to, to structure it i suppose and it's the way the way i think we might do it is um we're, we're looking at so like Owen, we we've both had our first vaccine dose in fact by the time this comes out we'll be just about you our second one uh, Ian you're still waiting at the moment and we're thinking about right, if people are being vaccinated if we can manage to suppress, suppress transmission of the virus and manage to get Ireland opened up internally like we, we spoke to um, we spoke to Keith Daniels of who, who was on the podcast um, previously on about the um, uh, about the the, um, the alternative musical festival that, that happens in Waterford every year um, so, so we, we, we spoke to Keith last week uh, and, and he was asking us because he runs a food truck Ching on Badass Burritos a Tex-Mex uh, food truck in Waterford as well uh, we were asking Keith, Keith was asking us what did we think um, about the possibility of a festival happening this year for example and he was kind of saying you know all together now was the the, the, the music festival in Waterford and the August Bank Holiday weekend and he was saying right vaccines have started is there a chance that we'll have all together now in August to look forward to? And I suppose for him, from a business point of view, that would be a, a, a big weekend for his year if it went ahead. So I suppose what I'm going to say is, what's your favourite event to drink at? Uh, it's, like, I say the word event very loosely, like go wherever you want with it. But what's your favourite um, setting, event, location to drink at? Um... It's such a tough one. Like, um, I think I do love. Um, I think probably my favorite is when you go on a holiday with a group, and um, there's that kind of um, let's all get cans. Like, there's that you know, or let's all like you know, it's it's that setting where like everybody's in on it, and it's like. Uh, new adventure time and it might even it might necessarily even be like let's all go to a pub or anything it might be let's go to a supermarket and get a big load of of bottles or something and and let's let's drink together i just um i don't know it's it, it's that kind of like uh excitement of a new place like and i think that's that could be one of my favorite places and then also festivals as well yeah like i have to I have to agree with Keith there, like, you know, as in, there's like, like, there's, see, even this has to be subclassified because there's tent cans, you know, there's like 
at the concert cans, there's strolling cans, and there's the cans then afterwards that like you bring. So like I know for Electric Picnic and actually for all together now as well, they're allowed to bring your own cans into the arena. But Electric Picnic, it has this kind of like special time between uh, midnight and uh, 4 a.m. that you're able to bring your cans into the main arena. So there's like this lovely time where uh, body and soul there like they'd have a few gigs on and they're able to go back to your tent get cans put them into a backpack put them into go down to body and soul sit on the hill and body and soul and just like sip away on cans like so um yeah I, look i could i could go on i keep thinking of new events as well like but i, I i'll probably start taking some of your ones so um yeah i'll, I'll, I'll flick it on to ian there what do you think man Favorite cans, jeez. Our favorite drinks in general. Ah, oh. I like the I like the what you said about you know the holiday cans were like you know you get up in the morning you might go to the pool or the beach. So yeah, that was that, that was my next one there. I was like literally thinking of um, DJ Stag there of like just waking up and like yeah. just just straight on it like you know and that's such a good feeling like you know it's such uh, it's yeah. pure divilment isn't it you're just like oh fuck i shouldn't you're be doing this fucking, but i definitely yeah, should yeah, be doing this i'm a fucking holiday like, <laughs> yeah. like, like i've gone to a few games now like a few premier league games like i've gone to a few west ham games a few Liverpool games but i always think you know like when you get up that morning as well and you're like fuck you know we're going to a game drop on we get a point and then you get a point, and then you get a point walk into the stadium, and you might get a point outside the stadium. So it's just like fucking. So it's sure, like, you know, it's just like if you're up for the match, it's like, oh, that is give cool. me all the points. That's yeah. so good. DJ, actually, remember we had a, we had a match that we were going to. What was it? We were. It was. A, it was a West Ham game, wasn't it? But um, we were trying to find what pubs opened the earliest. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was in London, wasn't it? Well, that was that well, was that's the one that Mark Noble had to fight a fan. Well, I'm not sure. We we had um we had a weekend where we managed to get three Premier League games in in one weekend. Yeah, it, it was a crazy weekend, and yeah, I think it was. I think it was it was West Ham and Man City. Man City won four one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were we we managed. Ian, you got us the tickets, and they were like in the in the like ultra section, the West Ham ultra section. And we we just wanted to see a good game of football. So like anytime De Bruyne got the ball, we were like, go on. And uh, Declan Rice was hadn't declared for England yet, I think. So we were like calling him Decky as if we knew him uh, the whole time. Uh, and we were convincing like people around us that we uh, uh, Ian's actually wearing a Declan Rice jersey. Um, but we were convincing, trying to convince people we were related to him um, around us, and we were like his best friends from home even though he was born and raised in London. Um, well, I remember waking up that morning and we were like lying in bed. Yeah, we're related to him through marriage. Actually, that is true. But but that's like, it's a stretch of relation. But yeah, when you're talking about like that kind of like, it's half nine in the morning and we're going to a match at a 12 o'clock kickoff. Oh, like, how do we get a point? <laughs> yeah, because I think we rocked up to, like, one pub and, like, it was shutters down. <laughs> we were like, what yeah. is this? And then, yeah, I think uh, it ended up being our, your old favourite, um, Weatherspoons, that uh, say oh, God. So, so The funny thing about that was we actually were in London that weekend. 
we managed to end up staying in a really, really posh part of London in a really nice hotel. Chelsea, was it? Yeah, we were in like South Kensington. Yeah. Um, so obviously none of the pubs around there were open. <laughs> there, yeah. was no, there was no early houses around there. Um, it was all just people going to yoga and stuff. Um, but, but yeah, I think, I think the, the match day, like another time on, remember we were in Liverpool and we were going to a 12 o'clock kickoff and obviously Anfield is outside Liverpool City and like we managed to somehow do two or three pubs on the way to the match really early. Um, yeah. We're scrambling to find a, somewhere that did a decent breakfast. Um, the, the, that charade space actually that we had breakfast in that was top notch top quality breakfast mm. but I think the, the match points like it doesn't happen often so when it does yeah. Like, yeah. this is unbelievable so I, I was going to say and actually I'm glad you brought up my stag one because it, it, it actually is the last time I was on an airplane um, was, was, was going to and from my stag but one of my favourite parts about the entire experience weekend was we were the first at the airport and we got this table before we were leaving. <laughs> yeah, we, we got this table at the airport bar in Dublin Airport, the upstairs one. And um, I absolutely loved sitting, having the points in the chat and just seeing the group like organically grow and evolve as more people arrived in the build up and just seeing that make so those kind of like um, points where it was like. Everyone was there. I knew everyone. Not everyone knew each other. And just seeing, like, being really curious as to the different people that were mingling with each other from different, that I knew from different, like, kind of walks of life and seeing, oh, gee, like, I wouldn't have put those two together and they end up fucking getting on famously for the weekend and this kind of thing, you know. That was really good. I think as well, like, one of my absolute favourite settings to have a point in is at a concert where it's like a sit-down concert, you know, like a like an acoustic gig or something like that. Like one of my favorite uh, kind of sessions and one of my favorite nights out that we've had on was when we went to see Christy Moore live in Vicar Street, uh, which we got the tickets for that like really short notice. We were going up to see the Red Hot Chili Peppers and they had they all had like they all had like mono or laryngitis or something. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. COVID twenty seventeen. Yeah, pa- flea was patient zero, and then. <laughs> And we, like, yeah, in like 2016 or 2017, we, but we, we, the, the gig was cancelled and we had a hotel room booked and a few days booked off work anyway. So we decided, fuck it, we're going to go up to Dublin. And on the motorway on the way up, you were Googling like what's on in Dublin tonight. And we like found out Christy Moore was playing live in Vicar Street. And we scrambled for tickets, like drove to the other side, like on our way up to Dublin, we went around to the other side of Dublin from where we were staying to pick up tickets off some fella. Um, picked them up and like just we we had been we had both been to Christy Moore concerts before. So I love I love when you're at something and you have the new the nous and the nuance of how it's going to play out. So you play a blinder. And what I loved about this was we knew that once Christy comes on stage and starts singing, you can't go out and buy any points and bring them in. Yeah. And we knew this because we had both been to Christy Moore concerts before. So we ordered six points each just before we went in. And we came in and because we bought the two tickets off this one guy who I think he had like a table of four seats and his brother was coming home with his missus or something and the brother missed the flight or something something happened anyway we benefited for two tickets and he sold the other two tickets to these other two guys who didn't realise this and both had like a quarter of a pint left each coming in. 
So they came to this small table where we had six points each, like filled up. Taking over the whole table. <laughs> they had a quarter of a point each and they couldn't even looking at us as the concert was about to start saying, what are these Egypt's doing with their six points each on the table? Uh, and as one of them went out to get a point and it dawned on them that they couldn't bring any more else. Uh, just, just, I loved enjoying those points and getting progressively drunker through the concert and just seeing the absolute longing stares of the lads sitting at the table with us <laughs> towards our points. And you know what? The thing is, I, I would have offered them one each. Um, but the thing then is they'll look for the second one then after that. And then all of a sudden your six points are down to four. And uh, yeah. And I thought, you know what? Like it's it, Christy oh. plays. Christy plays for a good two, two and a bit hours. You know, straight so, flat out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no, uh, there's no break or anything. So, um, and the thing, and the thing with that as well, I love that sitting at a concert when you're sitting down drinking a pint, and it's a concert, and you don't want to get up and go to the jacks. You don't want to get up and miss anything, especially someone, a performer like Christy Moore, who's so captivating in the performance, that you're sculling the drinks. So like the six points was like. We we got through. We were like we were we were hanging for a point by the end of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I love those kind of those nice concert points. Yeah, right. Okay, so we have a, we have a few different events there now, right? So let's pick out what's your favorite drink to have at each of those events because I'm betting you're not going to be drinking the same at each of those. Like, so let's take. What we take first, we'll take um, we'll take uh, holiday morning points first. What what are we having in the morning? Has to be, go on, it has to be cheap local beer. Yeah, no, you're you're dead right. Cheap local beer. Yeah, what was that one in Portugal? It was like uh, Les Cafe uh, or something. Sagres. 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 Yeah, yeah. Remember, I got the Sagres stole actually in that fucking um, the, the bear where they had Michael Jackson statue of Yeah. Like, in Craven College. Oh my god, that Sagres stole was absolutely disgusting. <laughs> yeah, no, but Watch you're dead right. Warm, that, so. That's exactly what you want. You just want something because, like, it's not too flavor. Like, it's actually you actually don't want something too flavorsome or anything like that. Yeah. You just want something that's just going to get you going for the day. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. You just want to hear the dog, like you just want to get a point into you, and that that kind Four of or five. yeah, that crisp cold lager. That's that's probably like three three point eight percent or something like that. You know, ideal. Yeah, that that kind of crisp cold lager, and then you just want a bit of food to get into you and get going. Um, and then then the cocktails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that was that was my order every morning on the stag. It was, um, and, and and actually, I think you could probably extend extend that to like the holidays in general kind of thing can't you like you know you're not going yeah you know maybe you might throw a few cocktails and stuff in here and there into it like but mainly you're just going for that you know what's going to sustain you for the day like and not kill you it was ideal like my my i i thought i played a blinder on the old breakfast there because i was getting i was getting um sagres and mojito and the full English for my breakfast. So I was getting the fat on board and the food and sustenance. I was getting the sugar from the mojito. And with the mojito and the point, I was getting the hair of the dog as well. Um, yeah, and do. that was after and that was after running down and throwing the head into the pool to clear it as well. Um right. So what about what about a match then? Okay, so with a match, I think with a match again, it is it is so it, it is either a lagger or a Guinness. Um, yeah. depending on the match and the time of day 
But if, if, if the earlier in the day, the more likely it's going to be a lager. Um, yeah, yeah. An evening match, a, a late kickoff, you probably go, you could go with a Guinness. But as well, like, the choice of drink also influences the choice of pie. So if you're going for a pint and a pie, you need to match your pint up with your pie. So like, like steak and kidney, you're going for a Guinness, is it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Whereas like the, the potato meat pie. Curry. Yeah. Curry, chicken curry, curry pie. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's pure lager. lager, yeah. That's the lager, like that's whatever what? whatever lager that whatever lager sponsors the team. Another thing, for the match for the match point, you have to drink something you like as well because you you're going to be sipping away for like few hours and you don't want to be like sculling it either because you actually yeah. want to be able to see the match and stuff. So you're you're also say, you're also you're also limited by what they serve in the in, in the stadium. So, like, you obviously don't want to go too far. Like, you know, say if you're drinking beforehand, you don't want to go yeah. too far from that, like, you know. So, like, yeah. say whatever, Carlsberg, whatever fuck they're, they're, they're selling in uh, in the stadium or whatever. Like, you know, you don't want to go too too left field from that, like, because you'll be sick, like. You want to yeah, stay exactly. on board, like. Um, that's a good one. Good one. Um. So actually, I was thinking there, DJ. You were saying like you were saying kind of like that that airport point there. But actually, what you described there was actually more of a stag point, because normally like your airport point is more kind of relaxing, like watching the world go by, waiting for it. You know, you're not normally in a big group with lads and stuff like at an airport. Like you know, it's normally uh, uh, you know, kind of waiting for a flight and stuff and kind of um. So like my normal one for an airport would be a point of Guinness, like you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Like if you're fighting somewhere yourself, or if it's just you and the missus, like it's a point of Guinness. Yeah, well, like, if, if I love that as well. Like it's because it it's such a sipper as well that you actually get to watch everyone around the bar and see what they're doing when they're heading off and <laughs> pa- the panic of people and stuff heading <laughs> off. Like I'm not missing the flight. <laughs> of all the places to go, the people watch in the airport. Uh, uh, number one, yeah, yeah. I'm like I'm like one of the most laid back people in the world at an airport. Like it drives me of mad when we're going anywhere. Like we'll be the last people on the plane. Yeah. Like we'll be arriving at the gate as the last person's going through the door. And I'll saunter along with my boarding pass and stroll in. And Owen, you're quite the same. Like anytime we used to travel anywhere, we work together. Uh back when you back when you would be flying around the place, like the two of us would be sipping a pint and they'd be like calling last call, and we'd be like, Asher, we'll tip on in. So <laughs> Yeah, no, but ah, sure. You you know, like you know, once you've done it a few times, the crack like so. I think I I think the main thing though is to actually the ideal spot to get a point is looking at your gate. If they if they ever have like a bar near the gate, like that's fucking class. But I was going to say like, of all the places in the world to people watch, an airport is the absolute best place. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Um. So what what else did we say? Concert or no festival? I said festival. What yeah. what what are we thinking about festival? Like you're on the cans of the festival because the, the 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 points come in these like plastic fucking glasses that yeah. are yeah. Um, so you're always on the cans of the festival. And it's I kind of like college college like isn't it? It's kind of yeah. the college drink is having like your own uh, like pre drink when you're going out in college. It's like oh geez, what's the best cans I can get? That's yeah. I go, I go a bit, ma- so I definitely go for kind of the same, uh, like those kind of like cans of whatever. 
Uh, I remember um, Oxygen 2008, I got uh, 24 cans of Fosters. Uh, that was uh, that was absolutely horrendous. We, um, we had the crates of Canadian the last time around, didn't we? Oh, yeah. Canadian, Canadian's kind of gone off the scene altogether, has it? Yeah, I haven't seen that much. No. But yeah, something along those lines you'd be drinking. But then when I actually go into the arena, then I just get notions. Like I go all over the place. Like what? Like I, it's the same. It's the same with the food stalls in and um, the festival. Like you know, if there's if there's a food, if there's multiple food stalls there, like I'm not having the same thing twice. Like I'm going, I'm going oh, around. Yeah, like I'm just, yeah. I'm trying everything that's there because I don't want to miss out. You only have three days at your festival, so don't want to miss out it's the same thing with the drink like you know if there's like a gin and tonic uh stall i'll get a gin and tonic if there's like a whiskey bar i'll go to the whiskey bar and i'll get like some sort of like whiskey cocktail or something there the what's the one at um electric picnic the one the rum the casa bacardia yeah uh go i go there get something off them then you get like pints there's always there's always like a little craft beer tent, and then you just be tipping away on the Heineken or whatever is the kind of main sponsor as well on it. Like so, um, I don't I'm not sure if there's an ideal festival drink. I think it is that kind of like sense of exploration where convenience are, it's convenience yeah, con- when uh, <laughs> yeah, what's the fucking nearest drink I can get as well? Yeah, that's that's totally well, it as well. I have a take on the ideal festival drink. Um, but I hold on a second, I need to sneeze. No, I have a take on the ideal festival drink, and it's um, it, it's it's the kind of thing though. Like you, you're not you're not going to be able to access slabs of it, but like a tip tango or a teeny tiny, one those cans now. If you were able to get a slab of them for a festival, yeah, that, that like imagine having a can of teeny tiny before having a breakfast roll, and then having a coffee, and then another can of teeny tiny, and then moseying your way into the uh, into the arena, yeah, with your hands tucked in your wellies. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Also, as well, there, like it used to be a thing as well of like, um, what can can survive the heat the best? You know, what can is going <laughs> yeah. to, what can is palatable at uh, twenty degrees Celsius? You know, uh, so and Hunger Games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, I remember one year I did a tactic of um, I brought a box of red wine with me because I was like, oh, sure, red wine will be um, okay at kind of like warmer temperatures. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just the fact that you were drinking a box of red wine. Yeah, I know. Chateau cardboard. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, it's good. Uh, <laughs> Uh, all right. Anyway, what was uh, what was our last one then? We have we have one more. Um, oh, uh, concert drinks. So yeah. you're kind of limited at concerts, aren't you? Because you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are because um, it's it's the same as it's the same as um, a festival, really, because it tends to be the same kind of sponsors for the main arenas. Yeah, but it's it's you've less of a choice because, like, say, like Bacardi will have a, a tent and like. Um, some fucking gin and tonic place will have a tent and you know you might have a craft beer tent and then you'll have then you'll have yes you'll have heineken will have like six seven eight different stalls or whatever but but yeah no for like say the tree arena or whatever you're just limited to what the tree arena sells which is just going to be diageo or whatever like you know 
one of the um one of the coolest places I've seen a concert, and actually there was some really really good craft beers for sale there that night. Was the um the milk uh, the the milk the place in Limerick? It's in Limerick City. The milk um it's not the milk factory. The milk milk something anyway in Limerick. <laughs> I look it up, but that's a really um that was that's a really cool place to go and see a gig, and um it's a uh, they, 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 were, they sell some good at uh, the milk market they sell oh. some good um, they, sell, they were selling some good beers there at the time I was there and they had like a really cool barbecue set up and everything as well and uh, and uh, a good place to go to a gig and a good place to have a few drinks as well uh, at a gig but I think like uh, when you go to like the bigger concerts in like the three arena or, or go to a stadium or or even like the marquee in Cork or one of these kind of um, bigger concert things like it's just like it's just a, a Heineken tent or something like that isn't it like they kind of have the rights yeah to, uh, yeah they might have like wine as well going yeah. or something as well but and i don't really have good choice you just drink forgiven really yeah i remember at um so it, this is this is actually going back to the festival as well i remember um all together now the the festival there out in curramore and walford that um they had like some um they had some like craft brewer. I can't. I can't remember. It was a metal man or whoever it was, but they they had like they had like brewed like you know an all together now brew, like for the festival. It was like ATN brew, and like I thought that was pretty cool. Like that you you know like kind of like honing yeah. into that market. Like so, um, yeah, I yeah, but definitely yeah for concerts like that sit down concerts a that we had with um Christy Moore like like the points of Guinness were absolutely like ideal for that like and um like should just be sipping away like you know so yeah it definitely does depend on the concert but um no i think that's uh i think we've probably covered all bases i, I was trying to think was there any other events like that i really love but i think weddings um, weddings oh jesus weddings weddings what like weddings are fucking speaking of morning points yeah <laughs> yeah um but yeah, sure. You like you lose the head altogether at weddings, don't you? Like, um, I actually, I was at throwing, a... throwing, throwing whiskeys and everything into the scene. Like, <laughs> I keep, I keep thinking oh, everything. Yeah, I keep thinking last year was twenty nineteen. I was at a wedding in Clarny there in twenty nineteen, uh, summer twenty nineteen, and they had Clarny Brewing Company on tap, and it was the same mm. price as all the other beers, and their lager was lovely, and I just like absolutely tucked into that for the day. Uh, it was really really good, and they actually had um because because again one of my other brother-in-laws is uh celiac they had nine my dear there as well he just tucked into that for the day and the two of us were happy out sitting at the bar drinking our our snobby craft beers at a wedding for the day and it was uh and it was sessionable beer as well so it was great like and ah that's unreal yeah but the thing about weddings though is like you go to the bar there at half 11 and you could meet fucking five or six people and like you'd have a drink with each one, but they could all be drinking different fucking things. So you're putting six of them yeah. drinks into yourself in the space. Happening. And, and people, and you're dead right though. Like people talking into drinks as well. Like ah, yeah. So you'll have a shot of whatever with me, or you know, you you'll have a you'll have a vodka and white with me. Like, what, what what are you on about? Like, not, yeah, as our, yeah, our youngest brother is pretty famous for uh, getting the Jaeger bombs out very very early at weddings. Yeah. 
It's not a good it idea. Even, it doesn't even have to be a wedding. It could be just a fucking. Yeah, it could be just a Tuesday morning. Sunday lunch. Uh, and actually, our 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 old lad at my wedding brought around the baby Guinnesses fairly early as well, didn't he? Like you know, so. Yeah, they're they're very smooth. It's a very smooth drink, isn't it, baby? Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, you two guys are getting married this year, so we'll have some some good wedding stories. Hopefully, uh, yeah. to come on the podcast by the end of the year. Or hopefully, Oh yeah, hopefully we'll be able to go and have the session. Um, that that was that was a fairly good chat there. We got through an awful lot. Um, a, a good old a good old session. Plenty of cans, like you know, six or seven cans featured on the podcast tonight, and um, many of them from different brewers. Like that's that's what it's all about at the moment. It's supporting the independent brewers and the cans. Uh, they need your support more now than ever because even the fucking legislation is trying to squeeze them out. <laughs> right. So uh, if if you have if you have the the few pound um, to buy a couple of cans from your local independent brewer, please do. And uh, give us a follow on the Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're at Snowcast and all of them. Uh, no one else was stupid enough to name something Snowcast. And um, give us a like. And and what I what I want you to do, listener, this week is uh, get in touch with us and let us know your favorite scenarios to drink a pint in. Your your points. If 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 there's any points that you like in certain settings that we've discussed this evening, uh, or, or if you vehemently disagree with our uh, takes on. Public Health Alcohol Act of 2018. Uh, get in touch and let us know. We, we love it when you get in touch with us and, and speak to us. I got some good, we got some good podcasts lined up for the next couple of weeks, uh, some good guests coming up. Uh, and we're, we're talking to a couple of other podcasts about some crossovers once we can go to the pubs again. Uh, some good stuff coming down the line. Uh, thanks for your support. Thanks to our patrons for, for the few pounds. Uh, we, we uh, we've invested it now in some, <laughs> some well overdue microphones that are coming our way on. So, uh, yeah. Uh, hopefully we'll be at the same pitch and same level uh, from next week next week onwards <laughs> and yeah. uh, just want to say slanja everyone have a good have a good um, have a good week uh, drink local cans and uh, tag us in your pictures on social media we want to see them Slan see you lads good luck good luck Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.